Well, I want to welcome you to the uh, third episode of Generation of Faith. We're glad to have you, and we're glad to uh, be with you today. I'm glad you joined us. And this is a very special season of what we are doing in the kingdom of God. Uh, we have. I am joined by my new co-host. Uh, Lee Franklin, um, go ahead and say hi, Seth. Um, well, hello, everybody. It's great to be here. Um, I'm really great. To, I'm glad to do this tonight. I'm glad to um, be here to speak with you all. Well, amen, amen, and amen. We are, again, so excited to bring back this program <laughs> with a new um, co-host and of course me um, mm -hmm. today we are going to be starting on and finishing hopefully in this same episode this um, topic things every Christian should know Ooh. and this yeah this is a topic that I believe we will all benefit from even me and you Lee because mm -hmm. uh, you know sometimes um, we do slip, but we got to make sure to stay on the right path. Yes. So I'm going to open us with prayer, like I always do, and then we're going to go forth on the topic. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I want you to touch every ear that is listening to this podcast, oh God. Touch every saint and every sinner tonight, oh God. I want you to move like you never moved before in our homes, oh God. That the blood is covering our doors, oh God. And I want you to touch our generation, oh God. We are a fallen generation, oh God. We need your power and we need your anointing and we need your power and healing today, oh God. And just bless us and bless our families, bless our mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Speaking on prayer. We're gonna that that's gonna be first topic that we're going to go into in the well, first semi-topic we're going to go into in this main broader topic things that we Christians should know and the first one is how to pray yes every Christian should know how to pray <clears throat> and you know Lee it is challenging to pray sometimes. People are intimidated by prayer. Yes, they are. Do you pray nightly? I, um, yes, I pray nightly. Normally, um, and the thing about it is that it can be challenging because, um, most people have a lot of ifs and, and buts. Like, okay, if I pray and they seem like nothing's going to change, they'd be like, oh, if I pray, um, uh, this is going to be just a waste of my time. People are even afraid to pray in public sometimes. They're always, and it, it is challenging sometimes. I can, Definitely, um, definitely, uh, prove you to that, prove you that. And growing up in a uh, black church, uh, prayer is seen as, um, uh, from my Baptist side, it's uh, when the deacons get up and start mowing and groaning, oh, Lord, help us today, you know, all of that. But, and, and when we get that sketched into our memory, that that's what prayer is. But prayer is such a more broader sense of things. Prayer 
is amazing because it is our communication to God. It's like you and me talking right now. This is our um, number to God through prayer. And you know, prayer can be as simple or as large as you want to make it. It can be just a simple prayer like, God, cover me with your blood. Amen. God, keep, uh, gird my tongue. Because, you know, sometimes we say things that we're not supposed to be saying. So you just say, Lord, gird my tongue today. Examples, a biblical example is is literally the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is on a whole one-hour speech. Yeah. You know, it's simple. It's our Father who art in heaven. You know, it's it's supposed to be, and most people think it's this old, most people take prayer as this, all right, let me pray for you. Ah, Lord, but prayer is more, yes, you know, more people, um, because I know for me, I never grew up in much. I never grew up into you already know. I never grew up in a big old church that um, did a lot of speaking in tongues stuff. Did a lot of um, prayers where they went crazy and stuff. It was literally a simple prayer that we would just read off of a um, program and say, "Okay, I'll pray this together," and like um, pray this prayer of the day or something. But um, when you pray, it has most people don't take prayer seriously. Seriously, like that nowadays, they just think it's this big old show thing or it's this big old thing that you got to do. Um, but prayer should just, is something that, that goes between you and God. And that's the only people. And something I noticed is that people, um, can pray in public and they can pray big and they can like speak in tongues and yell and scream, but they don't have the guts to pray in private. Most of all, I noticed that a lot in Christian Christians these days. Yeah. Especially with our generation, we have yeah. people who are. Some people, there's two people in our generation. Those uh, mega Christians who take uh, you know, everything or nothing, and then we have a you know. mm-hmm. And many of those mega Christians will get up and just, uh, you don't take all that. And I think that's what we have to understand. Is that it really doesn't take all that. It, like you said, the Lord's Prayer is the one of the first prayers you learn. The first prayer I learned was, um, you know, um, now I lay my head to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep. Oh, yeah. And then when I got older, my grandma taught me um, the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive our debts as we forgive our debts as we forgive our debts. We, I, then I learned that. And if you really, really are not confident in praying. If you have to write down a prayer you want to say every night, or Google a prayer to say, God knows your heart. God knows your heart. And all he wants is for you to try to communicate with him. And, you know, one, one of my friends, he's a Catholic, and all their prayers are, you know, they have a booklet for prayers, the rosary. And he asked me, um, how do you pray? And I said, you know how to pray. You, I, I see you pray. Before. He said, no, no. How do you, I just want to know how to just talk to God for myself. And I told him, just like you're having a conversation with me. That's the type of conversation you need to have with God. 
all if if I think we're so caught up in religion that we forget that God is there for each individual, not for the church, not for the denomination. He's there for each individual. And if you're willing to make an effort and just, you don't even have to say it out loud, in your head, just say, Lord, you know, I want to be saved. Or Lord, just touch my family. Lord, I'm going through a hard time. Um, help me on there. You know, every time before I take a step, I pray. Uh, I'm serious. Mm -hmm. I put my head down and I said, Lord, if I could just get a B on this test. <laughs> if I can just get an A on that test, you know. Right. So, you know it works. I'm, I'm a witness. It works. Prayer does work. I'm a living witness to it. works. You know, not just by that. Go ahead. And you know, um, something I also noticed, and this is something I, I I had to break a habit of, is um, people are always scared to pray while there's a big situation going on in their life. They're like, "Oh, I got this going on. I got this going on. I can't worry about God." Before you even do anything, before you, while you are worrying, you have to pray. While you're in pain, you have to pray. Even though it hurts, even though sometimes like I can't do this, I can't do this. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. It, it works. To be able to talk to God in the midst of when you're going through something, and most people are like, "Well, I can't. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I. I don't see God. I don't. I don't. I, I got this going on. I got that going on. Take time to pray. If you yeah, can talk, yeah. if you, in, in 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 the most boldest way ever, if you can stay up till 12 a.m., 1 a.m. with your little girlfriend, with your little side chick, but you can't spend at least three minutes with God, uh, you gotta you, you gotta prove that prayer life. I understand um, that there are big problems in people's life. And literally, that's what prayer is for. Prayer, prayer is for the big problems in your life. That's what he's there for. See, we have, some, we have people in this generation who um, want communication with one other and another so bad. They, they got to just talk to someone. But we're seeing people become isolated, especially when 2020 came. We had the coronavirus. Isolation was real. And we, you know, I know people who, have, who have had friends who just walk out on them. Who they thought those were their friends, but during uh, corona, they found out. I don't trust this guy. He doesn't talk to me. She doesn't talk to me, whatever. So they became depressed and they did not know what, who or what to turn to because they were inside all day for more than 365 days and did not know where to turn, did not know who to talk to. This is what God is there for. You can talk to God any time of day. And he will listen. Just because he's not talking back to you, he's still listening. And you know what? He sometimes will talk back to you, but not in the way that you want. See, some, we got people that um, that think uh, that God's fake because he doesn't talk to them on a regular basis. He doesn't talk to them like you're talking to me. And when you say, hi, God, he doesn't say, oh, hi, how are you doing? He doesn't do that. He talks to us in signs, and sometimes I, I'm a personal witness. I have heard the voice of God, um, 
not having a conversation, but telling me what I needed to do. And sometimes it won't even have to be well. Sometimes it's just a feeling in you that you know that everything is going to be all right. And that's the blessed assurance that God gives us to know that everything is going to be all right. So you don't need someone. And I have friends. I have many friends. And I'm not saying be a loner either because, you know, we are in a generation where um, social communication, uh, communication and social interaction is key. You have to talk to people. you got to get out in the world. You must make an effort to communicate with others. But what I am saying is just if you feel like you can't trust someone or if you feel like you have no one in the world to talk to, God is there for you. And even when you have a million friends and a therapist, a counselor, whatever, whatever, God is still there and you still need to talk to him about the big problems, the little problems, whatever. You must go to God in prayer. Every Christian must know how to pray. And, you know, the difference, and this is uh, the, the difference between your therapist, your friends, and everybody else. So you consider a person you talk to um, versus God is that your therapist and your friends, they can actually heal you from that. God's the yeah. person that can solve all your problems. Yeah. So that was um, about 10 minutes. <laughs> um, um, the first subsection, how to play. And I believe you want to take a story next one. Oh uh, yeah, um, another subject that I think people um, need to hear nowadays is, um, and this kind of falls under prayer a little bit, but no, not fully. But it is um, to not be ashamed of the gospel. Most people, um, and this is, and I am a witness of this. I I'm, I can tell you that I'm not always the best person with this, but I know it's something that we all have to work on. Um, is that we cannot be ashamed to tell people about God because you know. We have to understand that. Think about this. You, let's say I found I found this reference on um, a video the other day. Is that your friends, your family, somebody you know and are close to? That you could be playing with them one day, and I don't know where you might get raptured up. And while you're going up, you'll watch your friend who never knew Christ, but you had the opportunity to tell them about Christ. What are you going to say then? Most people are trying to say, oh, well, they'll be fine. Oh, it's okay. Um, they're just whatever. No, you don't. Most people um, don't want to tell their friends or don't want to um, talk about Jesus because they're always scared about it. I'll tell you this right now. Just because your status or just because your story got some little scripture on there don't mean nobody's taking that into full meaning. You have to actually um spread the gospel and most people are scared to do that because oh um, it's 2021 people i hate when people say oh it's 2021 people had to be their own way there'll be a day true trust me if you know it and you believe it then why aren't you preaching there will be a day that um that G that jesus will come back and the, the church will get raptured up and the people that didn't know him will stay here and we, we try to sugarcoat this into a way like we try here's what we try to water it down just so people will turn to him and when they turn to him they get this whole 
different doctrine and they don't get the right gospel. Stop watering down the gospel so they can be a part of it. Preach the full gospel and don't be ashamed of it. You know, people don't want to condemn stuff. They don't want to say, oh, you do understand this is a sin. You know, don't. And, and I'm not saying sit there and like, you know, say, hey, you know, you're going to hell, right? Like, wait, what? <laughs> but, you know, something that Jesus did is that um, he wasn't going around saying, oh, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. He he loved people and he loved them so much that he wanted people to know. He wanted people to know that he was the true gospel. And most people um, don't want to do that. Understand this. The disciples died. Most of the disciples died because for the for the gospel. And I'll tell you this right now. One day, um, a lot of this stuff about Christianity, they're going to start banning it soon. Which is why people got to start preaching it. People got to start teaching it because what it will be too late soon. Don't wait. Yeah. Maybe um, back on what you said about them banning preaching. They would. We're going into a world now. And I know the new world are going to say, oh, my God, it's, uh, um, it's that. No, no, no. It's not about politics. This is about what's happening in the world. Really. We're stepping into a world that is becoming accepting of everything. The United States was built off of the word of God. We are a Christian nation. And now we're accepting everything and everyone. And not and saying everything is just okay and then I promise you in the next 100 years it will be illegal to own a Bible it will be illegal to go to church it will be illegal to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ which is your mm -hmm. people in Japan it's already illegal in uh, China it, you can't own a Bible in China North Korea. you can't open a Bible you can't own it can't preach the word. You will die. You will go to jail. And people risk it every day. So if they're risking their life for the gospel, if they're dying for God, why can't you live for God? And you know, Matthew 10 and 33 says, But whosoever shall deny me before man, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Mm -hmm. As a Christian, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, it is your assignment to bring people to Christ. And you know what? I have friends who say all the time, um, I, I don't preach and I don't do all that because I don't know the Bible that well. And yeah, I know Jesus loves me and I love him, but I can't tell other people about him because I don't know the Bible that well. You know Jesus and you know that he loves you. That is all you have to say. All you have to do is tell a person every day, you know what? Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Tell somebody, tell your worst enemy every day you see him. Jesus loves you. And what, you know what? You keep doing that. One day they're going to stop you and ask you, why do you keep telling me that Jesus loves you? You hate me. You're my worst enemy. Why do you keep telling me that he loves me and he cares for me? And all you have to say is, because he does. He died for you once. Friday morning on Calvary and rose again with all power in his hands. And when we think he rose again, people just think that's him showing off that he's God. No, no, no. He rose 
and had the keys to death, hell, and the grave. So we don't have to go to hell. So we have eternal life. But just because we have it, we still have to share about it. We got to talk about what he's doing for us. And if that's a simple testimony, he woke me up this morning. If that's all your testimony is, then share it to the world. Tell the world he woke you up this morning. Tell the world he started you on your way. Tell the world, tell a dying world about a living, loving God. That's what we ought to be doing. And you know what? I think this generation is scared because we haven't, I'm going to say it, uh, LGBTQ plus people running around in the world. And we're scared because some of those people are our best friends. So we're too scared to comment on their sin. I'm not asking you to bash them. My best son, my best friends are uh, a part of the community. My own, I have own, own family members who are part of the community. I'm not bashing anyone. But it is a sin. And for you to prance around and not tell, all you got to do is tell them one time. You know, you're living in and I really don't want you to go to hell. I want you to get up and go to hell or when you die, when you're final demise. I want you to enter the kingdom of God. That's all it takes. Now, I'm not saying they're going to change. Send the one they won't. But as a Christian, you saying that helps a whole lot on your record. And they may have not known that. And maybe they genuinely want to get saved. Now they're coming to you asking questions about God, asking questions about how to change their life, asking questions like that. I'm not saying only condemn the people a part of that community. If you see sin, then call sin out. Don't allow your friends to live in sin when you know they're living in sin. Tell them, hey, man, you cussed them out back there. That was a sin. And you know what? They might call you a good excuse. They might call you a church uh, girl or a church boy. Let, let them talk. Because at the end of the day, you are representing something greater than you, something greater than them, something greater than us. You are representing the kingdom of God. And not only the kingdom of God, you are representing God himself. And I think that's amazing to be a representative of Christ. So if you are that ashamed and scared, you tell the world about him and him crucified, then I am doubting that you are a real Christian. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it can sometimes it's literally just those little things. Like, like you know, don't be ashamed to post that Bible story, that Bible on verse on your story. Don't be ashamed to put that um to wear that cross on at school. Don't be ashamed to wear that jacket that says Jesus loves you at school. Don't be this. Don't be ashamed to do those things that represent God because at the end of the day, um, we are his people and we want to bring more people to Christ so that they will know him. How would you feel right now? How would you feel right now if your friend, if the rapture was coming and your friend was in sin and you had time and time again to tell him? Now, you, your friend might have been close since elementary school, whatever long you want to go. But like, just imagine that friend. If you got in your head, good. And imagine that person, you end up you end up going, you're like rising up to the heavens and that person is just sitting there like, dude, we played ball together. You never had the guts to tell me that this was going to happen. You never had the guts to tell me about Jesus. That That's a feeling that if you really think about it, 
that's going to hurt you. Just imagine your friend not going with you to heaven, you know, and most people, if, and here, here, here's, here's the truth about it. Um, you know, most people, and I'm, this might, this is kind of off subject, but it did deal with this point. Most people now, they don't want to, um, not only are they just ashamed of the gospel, is they're just full on denying it. They're like trying to do things like um, trying to be like the world. And they think, oh, maybe I'm just going to be like the world, whatever. People don't want to hear about this Jesus stuff. They want to be like the world in front of their friends, but in private, they want to go on and serve Jesus. Not like, oh, they're the goody tooty Christian person. No, no, no. No, because people they wanna they wanna start cussing, they wanna start listening to rap music. Oh, I'm all this, you know, I'm all that. And then probably they say, Oh Jesus, I love you, I love you, I love you. You can't do that. You have to God does not just want half of your life, He wants all of your life. And you know, we can't try to be like the world one day and try to be all Christian the next day. Um, I understand that we all fall short and that sometimes we mess up, but it's different when you just like you're full on like, okay whatever, I'm going to do this, no one wants to hear the gospel, don't be ashamed, it's that little stuff, it's the little stuff that um, might tell your friend, hey, just imagine it, one day your um, friend might say, hey, why are you wearing that, why are you wearing that jacket, why are you wearing that cross, why you got all these Christian stuff, all you got all these Christian little stuff on your stories, why you got all, why are you always that Jesus, why are you, why are you the Jesus person, why are you the Jesus guy, the Jesus girl, you don't understand that that would be your primary opportunity right there just to say because so-and-so because I'm, I'm not ashamed of the gospel you could be just in one conversation with that person just on that one subject you can get into so many things and you could end up listen here's the thing about this they're going to question you understand people will question what you're doing people will question why you're doing this why you're doing that they'll they'll talk about it they'll say hey why what is this you know that it's 2021 no one has to do that that is your opportunity right there those are your opportunities those are those just the little things that will happen and you'll have to just imagine one day somebody say hey you might your friends might be in a conversation you walk in they're talking about god they say well, what's about talking about god? they might say oh we don't think god's real that's your opportunity right there Somebody might come up to you and say, oh, well, um, Jesus, blah, blah, blah. They might say something that's not, you know, maybe believe it. No, 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 this because I, I I say this because Jesus, this, those are just those opportunities that you have. It's stuff like um, YouTube, TikTok, so, social media is a big platform now. And you see all these people rising up and you see all these. I've never seen, I don't know if it's just me, but I've never seen so much Christian contact on social media than I do nowadays. And I believe it's becoming really effective and I believe it's coming really useful because people post that everywhere. And, you know, it's posting everywhere. People are seeing it and people are being reminded that Jesus loves you and that he wants to be in your life now. It's just these little things that happen. And um, most people say, oh, social media is a curse. But I honestly think that right now this is coming of true blessing for some people because they're able to come on and they're able to see, you know, hey, this is a reminder. God loves you. It might just be little things, maybe saying, telling your friend, hey, um, good night. God loves you. I'll see y'all later. Those little things will remind them like Jesus loves you and he wants to be in your life now. So don't be ashamed, y'all, because trust me, it's going to, it's, it's going to, it's going to end up um, not even just affecting you, but affecting the people you love. And if they don't, and here's, here's another one. Here's my last one, and then y'all can you can go back, Matthew. And um, if they if they don't, if they end up like, hey, I get what you're saying, but I'm not trying to hear all that right now. You just say okay, because at the end of the day, you know, you told them 
And the thing about it is that the whole, all the nations will hear the gospel one day. And once they fully have heard it, and once they understand what you're saying, you can say, hey, Jesus loves you. I'm not trying to hear that. God loves you. If you can like get that to their head and they understand that, but if they choose to ignore it, then there's not too much you can do. And um, most people say, oh, well, I'm going to just keep annoying them. I'm going to just keep telling them Jesus loves you. Okay, sure. Keep embracing. You can keep embracing your creed. That doesn't mean stop embracing the gospel. But, you know, the thing about it is, um, like, for example, I remember this one person. He was, um, he said, oh, I'm going to, um, I don't think God loves me. I don't think. And it just takes you, took me to tell him about it, to tell him, hey, Encourage him sometime, you know, hey, God loves you. This is why he did this for you. He's doing this in your life. He's not going to give up on you. I've seen him do things. It's these little things that will, like, touch somebody's heart in the biggest way. It's not going to get through their head completely, but it's, but I believe, I really believe that it's going to start forming this idea that what if God really loves me? What if this is the religion I need to be a part of? What if I need to get a relationship with God? And most people say, oh, well, this person came from that. This person came from that. It doesn't matter. God can, um, God can um, heal anybody from that. God can bring someone closer to that, and it, it, it just takes. We are like we are like the disciples. The disciples spreading the gospel out, spreading the good news to people, telling them that Jesus loves you, and they're spreading the gospel. Because think about it, if if there was never, if what would have happened if no one, if only two people were spreading the gospel, if one person spreading the gospel. You cannot just depend on this person. Oh, he'll tell him about Jesus. Oh, he'll tell him. Oh, he don't want to know. He's he's cool. He's my friend. I don't got to tell him about that. We're close. If you are close with that person, that's the perfect timing to tell them. So it's just, you know, that's all I got to say. I just talked a lot. <laughs> We're at 30 minutes now. <laughs> that's all right. That's uh, that's perfectly fine, Doc. But, yeah. Like you said, uh just those little signs um, to spark a whole conversation and end up with somebody getting saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know me, Lee, you know I wear a lot of jewelry. Yes, I, I wear do. rings and I wear a chain every day. I don't know how you can afford all that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chain has a cross on it. And my ring, and I wear two or three rings on my left left hand. But on my right hand, I only wear one ring. And it's the ring that has the cross on it. And I always have, either, I have a bracelet that either says WWJD, what would Jesus do? What's uh, the Bible verse? And only on the right, right hand. I don't wear anything else on that right hand, but those two pieces of yours. And it's because uh, I believe will spark a whole conversation and for the better. And it has, by me wearing that, it has changed somebody's life many of times, over and over and over again, as it sparks a conversation. Why do you wear that ring? I see that ring every day. What does that ring mean? Um, da, 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 da. Uh, why do you wear that cross? What does that cross mean? Um, you know, all that. But let's next subject. Yeah, this is an hour long. <laughs> we we're going to be here all night if we keep on that. 
So my next topic is how to read and study your Bible. This is, again, things every Christian should know. How to read and study their Bible. Mm-hmm. The Bible. The so Bible. Greatest... <laughs> the Bible. Like a movie intro. The Bible. This is still the uh, most covered book in the world's history. It has tried to be tried to be manipulated. It has tried people have tried to take and do what they will with it. But yet it still prevails. The Bible and the word of God still prevail. And I think that we're dealing with a fallen generation. And I'm gonna keep saying that. that we're dealing with a fallen generation that doesn't really know how important this little book is. I have two Bibles. Three, actually. But I have two important Bibles. I have one NIV. And I got one KJV. Uh, I grew up in a Baptist church and they taught that the KJV was the only real Bible. (laughs) But the NIV is easier for me to read. When I preach, I'm preaching at King James, but the NIV is easier for me to read. And this would say is more for the who are diehards, like really want been raised in the church all their life and all that. They automatically want to pick up a King James Bible. And they're going to say, oh, this Bible, yes, and in Matthew 7 and 5 and John 1 and 1, the Bible says, in thy and thy and thou and whatever. They don't need to to thou. Sounding like Shakespeare. (laughs) They don't know what it means. And Lee, you told me you had a project um, about Shakespeare and where you had to... uh, Turn his words into modern day English, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And I could see why English provide that because no one really gets why, what these words mean. And same with the Bible. This Bible was uh, put in the King James in 1077, I believe. This was, this Bible is more than 2,000 years old. And so, when you open it, I don't expect anyone to automatically understand right off the bat what, they're, what it's saying. I still don't understand what it says in the King James sometimes. I don't understand the meaning. So. And I know some preachers who still don't understand the meaning. And you literally have to go to seminaries to learn the King James and what everything means. So, I pick up the NIV. Because it is in modern-day English, where I can get an understanding of it. And this is what the Bible is about. I don't care what your pastor said. Many black black people were raised in uh, Baptist churches. And um, my Hispanic friends were raised in the Catholic Church. Uh, Catholic Church, I don't know what they read out of. It's Bible. I don't know if it's King James. I believe it's the King James. So you hear all these funny 
words, you don't understand. You don't understand the purpose of the that you don't understand what's going on. And so, what we have to do is you have to pick up a modern day English Bible, NIV, ESV, whatever. Pick it up, not the King James, pick it up and go through it. The Bible, what, we, what people don't want to tell you is that the Bible is just a book with chapters. Like every other book, it's a chapter book. It you takes know, you from Genesis to Revelation. You know, um, think about my Bible. And most people most people can maybe read online. Most people, it doesn't really matter what type of Bible you got. As long as you're getting the word from it, if, you don't, if, you're, not, if you're getting a good understanding. But something I like about my Bible is that I got this, I got this Bible on Christmas. My aunt gave it to me. What I love about it is that when I read it, it has like these, um, one, it's an NIV version. So I can really understand it better, but it has like these pointers. I gotta find like a picture I can hopefully put on here. It has these. It has like these um, points in here that explain what I'm reading. It might talk about something. Um, I really like how it's structured though, because it talks about like really in the beginning. Even talks about you know the history about the Bible. Talks about the certain things about breaking it down more so I can understand it. Because most people say, oh well, I gotta read all this. I gotta. I I generally. I, I if anything, I I love this Bible because I like how it's um. How it's just put together and how it's um, really, I gotta, I gotta send you a picture of it, Matthew, but it's really nice. I just, I just, I'm starting looking at it now. I just got it uh, other day. I really love it though. So it's really cool. Stuff it's like. <laughs> Sorry. Go um, yeah. So that was the introduction, but then how does that your Bible? I covered how to read it, it's a chapter book, uh, but how to study it. When you open up the Bible, I'm just going to open my Bible, let's see, random page. Okay, I landed on, um, let me open it again. Mexicans. I landed on, uh, First Kings, 19 and 20. So, 20, okay. And it says, um, then handed the king of Syria gathered all his armies together. Um, Thirty-two kings were with him, and horses and carriages, and went up and closed in on Samaria and fought against it. I have no idea what that Bible means. I have no contents of that Bible, uh, that particular verse, because literally I just opened it and read it. So we have to. Um, Oh, <laughs> we have to, um, before you read your Bible, and I think this is something our generation has to really understand, I was lucky enough to get a firm foundation of Bible-believing people who taught me how to read my Bible, who taught me how to pray, who taught me all this. I also had to do that for myself. Um, but it is, you have to pray before you, and it goes back to the prayer part. You just ask God, Lord, give me an understanding of how to read this Bible, how to get a full understanding of your word. And you might have to reread it a few times and a few times and a few times, but once you got it, you got it, and you can't no one take it away from you. I call it on that list. I said we move on to the next subject. Um, did you want to talk about... um? 
I know we had to talk about that one topic about sexual purity, but I honestly do think this would really contribute to the part on trying to stop doing things your way and by your will and do things the way God wants. That would kind of fall under that if you want to. All talk right, about go ahead and open that. Okay. Um, if I, you want me to start it off with that? Yeah. All right. Uh, one thing I um. I had an idea of, and this honestly came out of nowhere. I, I actually, I actually would um, dare to say I believe this is something I um, God dropped in my spirit a few minutes ago um, before we did this podcast. Well, it's honestly 30 minutes now. So, uh, is that most people um, nowadays, they, and this did fall, I speak about this a little too, but people nowadays want to do things their way they want to do things on their timing when i do things like for example i've heard i don't know how many times i've heard people say oh i'm gonna live my life now and be a christian later it doesn't work like that um it, it doesn't and most people will be like okay well i got time no you don't matter of fact you don't know how much time you have um matter of fact it's probably best to hurry up um and most people say oh well i want to live my life now i have it fully lived you do understand, and many people forget this, and I don't, and I, and I thought about this, and I had an um, idea of this. I was on the bus, and I honestly was just thinking, and I had this realization. Everything in this world, everything in this world belongs to God. From the little stuff, from the beds we have sleeping, from the food we eat, everything belongs to God. So the drinks we drink, of course, I know that. Those things, they, everything belongs to God. And most of us try to take advantage of that. And we try to use all of this and technology that we have. We have understand all this technology we have, all this, you know, things that we have. We try to take it into advantage and be like, okay, it's cool, whatever. And we forget the person who makes it. And we forget the person who puts it all together. Understand this. Um, what's going to happen when... Bad things may come, and you have to go before the Father, and He says, "Why didn't you live for me?" And what are you going to say? Oh well, I didn't. I want to live my life, and you know, I want to do me. Then I wanted to spend my time to serve you. God, does, and I said this before. God does not want half of your life; He wants all of your life. And most people say, and "Understand this: just when you." If even if you were to say, okay, I'm did this, all right, I'm done with my life, I'm gonna get saved now, you do understand your sinning does not start there, stop there. So you are still going to fall short. You're not going to be a perfect person yet. You just did that to get all the other stuff you wanted to do out the way. And like for example, people want to say, oh, I'm gonna do this. Like, Listen, I, I want to have sex. I wanna, I wanna do this. I wanna do that. I wanna, I wanna go get drunk. I wanna go. Uh, I wanna go have. I wanna do all the other stuff. They wanna do all these things. Everything in the world, and wanna serve God last. Yeah. Wanna put God last in all those things. It doesn't work like that, people. It doesn't. Yeah, and I know our generation. I'm in it, so I'm feeling sometimes you just want to do your own thing. You just want to, I don't know, smoke weed, get on drugs, uh, have sex, all that. That's something that you want to do because you're young 
as you say, I have, like you said, I have the much time in the world. I'm young. I'm in my youth. I can do whatever the, whatever I want. And um, maybe when I'm older, I'll go back to this. How the fuck? This ain't going to work. It ain't. It ain't going to work. You have to live, give all or nothing. That's, that's a good song, by the way. But uh, give God your all or nothing at all. Because he's not going to accept harsh part of you. Just like uh, your math teacher won't accept just the answers. They're going to ask, where's your work? That's what God's asking you. I'm not just asking for your uh, Sundays. I want to see your work during the week. Where's your life for me? I want you to serve me in my kingdom. I need you to serve me in my kingdom. I need you to, um, and this goes back to falling on prayer. We got to pray and ask God to take these feelings away from us and allow us to live for him. And don't let the devil try to intercept the work that God has for us to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, most people get this mixed up. I don't know why. This And most people think, um, oh, well, it doesn't matter. I can do all this. I can do all that. I'm saved anyway. Most people think that just, just I'll tell you this now. And, this is just, and most people are going to think differently, but it's true. Just because you can pray, just yeah. because you can speak in the most biggest, broadest tongues ever, just because you can sing really well, just because you do all this in the church, just because you do all this and you do all that. I tell you this right now. In in hell, I'll tell you this. In hell, there are people that um, spoke in tongues a lot. In hell, there are people who served all big in the church. In hell, there are people who call themselves ministers and preachers of the gospel. And the truth about it is you can be all that. You can do all that. But God's not going to sit there and say, oh, well, oh, good. You serve in the church. Come on to heaven. Oh, you, oh, you. God's not going to, God's not going to sit there. And, like, think about this. When a job interviews you, um, they might ask you for your past experience and they'll look off of that. But something they're going to ask you is, why should we give you this job? What have you done? What is your experience? What have you done as an individual? Do you Are you really willing to do this job? And something God's willing to ask us is, have you lived for me truly? Have you kept me in your heart? Have you kept me in your mind? Have you spread the gospel? Have you told people? Have you not been ashamed of me? You always tried to do things big in church, but you never tried to do things just for me. And most of us, we try to do all these things um, just for the church folk. And we try to do all these big dying things to impress our pastors or impress our mamas. Oh, oh yeah, my baby can sing. Oh, but, but the thing about it is, have you truly lived for God? And most people try to, or they try to think that, oh, I can, they have this weird, uh, how do I put it? Prosperity, 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 prosperity. That's the thing. That's kind of what I'm trying to say right now. They always try to live this prosperity life. Okay, I can do this. I'll do this. I got God. I, I can I can get drunk and I can stay with God still. I can do all. And yes, we all fall short, but something about it is that here, 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 here's, here's a true factor. Here's, here's, a true, here's a true thing I learned. And this is what I noticed. I noticed. Every time I sin or I've fallen short, when I'm convicted, 
And when I'm told by the, and when the Holy Spirit convicts me of what I've done, I might say, well, maybe I shouldn't cuss that person out. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Something I'm always reminded of whenever I'm convicted is that God has still never given up on me and that he still has me. Because something that I notice is that whenever God, whenever you are convicted, that is God taking his time to tell you what you've done wrong so you could get better. That's just proof that God's good. And most of us try to, um, oh, it's whatever. I'm going to do it again anyway. It doesn't matter. God's going to forgive me anyway. It, things don't really work like that, buddy. Um, yeah. it, people try to put it in their own way. They try to put it in their own context. It doesn't work like that. You're going to, like, I bet you God's a sinner. Like, dude, what are you doing? You just, you're doing the same thing over and over again. Haven't I not told you time by time by time? And I understand we all fall Sure, you. It's a different thing when you do it purposely, no, pur just knowing that it isn't good. And most of us do that sometimes. Most of us know we're doing something wrong, but we do it anyway. And God, like I like um, Maxindo said just a few minutes um, earlier, God knows our heart. At the end of the day, you can't run away from how you are feeling when you did something, when you did it. Um, most as long as we try to. Um, take our time to get better and as long as we take our time to improve because understand besides jesus there's never ever been another person who perfectly walked on earth not noah not even adam and eve not you can't name on one person that did not walk on this earth perfectly but jesus and most of us try to say oh why no no no, no. you can't um even noah messed up even adam and eve messed up clearly <laughs> we can we pretty much know they messed up and um everyone's messed up and the thing about it is it gets harder and it gets tougher because whoo 2021 things we got lgbtq going around and you know everyone's if you don't support them if you say something bad about them you're homophobic i said it i know um if you say something about this you're um racist you say something about that you're homophobic say something about this you're just not a good person or you're disrespectful most people try to just do things their way and they don't want to do things like the bible said it they don't want to do things like and here's a here, ooh, this is another example um i don't understand it i don't understand it at all but people know and people understand that homosexuality and they understand that sex before marriages are um, a sin and they do it anyway People don't understand the purpose behind um, that. People don't understand the purpose behind sin. What happens when you're um, having sex, that soul tie that comes between that person. Most people don't understand that, but and most people do, but they just keep doing it anyway. And it's just sad to see how we as a generation, we as a people, as even Christians, think that they're saved. They think, oh, I'm good. I'm going to heaven. Um, and then... You ended up thinking that for your whole life while you ended up never living for God, never truly um, having him in your heart and never um, always being scared to tell somebody about God. And then you'll be shocked when God says, um, I've never depart from, depart from me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we have almost been in here for an hour. And we might as well just finish up the hour right now. Um, well, we might as well just go into the hour then finish up. So yes. let's recap right quick. 
So the topic today was things every Christian can know. The first thing we started with was how to pray. And Lee, then what did we go to? I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> My co-host is not paying attention. Um, the topic was today, things every Christian should know. We started off with how, how to pray, then we went to what, Lee? Um, we talked about uh, not being ashamed of the gospel. Then we went to how to read and study your Bible, and then we went to what, Lee? We went to just stop doing things your way. Regard do things by the will of God. Stop trying to um, stop thinking you're saved when you really you're not. Yeah. Is that the one we just finished with? Yeah. All right. Well, it felt like such a broad topic. <laughs> Although it was pretty long, I do think that um, most of the things that we covered, most of the things that we said are um, impactful for us as individuals because we're also young. We're also people in this generation, and I think it will help others as well. Yeah, absolutely. This is um, just an example of not being afraid to share the uh, gospel. We're literally doing a whole podcast as um you know talking about God that people will see. We hope we, we really hope that this has helped somebody out there. And even if it's just one person that it helped, we hope it helped you. And um I know that today was not the most uh, exciting day, but I, if it helps somebody, then our goal was met. And you know, um, no, you don't know because I haven't said anything. <laughs> but um, follow us on our socials, uh, Instagram, Instagram at um, Nintendo Smith Ministries, whatever it's called. It, it's, it's called something to that effect. But um, this is my new co-host, and he's going to be with me the rest of the season, um, Lee Franklin. So. He did an amazing job. Lee, how, how was your first podcast? I think it went pretty good. Not as bad as I thought it'd go. Of course, pretty late. Like, you know. I've been anticipating this for uh, several weeks now since I announced that he'd be my co-host. And we've just been working, you know, work together fairly well. We've worked together in other things and I think we work together okay. You think we work together okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. Well, I think we work together just fine. Um, mm-hmm. So, is there anything else we need to come before I let you pray this out? Um, anything else we got to say? Yeah, anything, anything else. I would have one thing to say, and this is like, in a way, to also just advice for people. Um, I'll put this in good words. Don't stop believing in God. And most people yeah. get this on, just, just don't stop, okay? That's all I gotta say. Mm. Don't, don't, it, it, although it's getting hard, I know 
times are tough. I know being a Christian in this world is hard. Just keep keep going. Keep pushing. Yeah. Better days are coming. Well, I'm going to let your prayers out. Go ahead. All right. Father, we thank you for allowing us to come together to teach, to, to, to talk about the problems that we're seeing in our world. God, we thank you for this opportunity for whoever's listening to this, whoever is hearing this, may they be blessed by the um, words of wisdom you've given them through your Bible, through the word of God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that gives us comfort, that gives us conviction, and that gives us everything that we need. Uh, Father, we pray that you would be in the person's life who's ever is listening to this. And may you, may this podcast be a change for them. May this be, a, may this podcast push them to serve you. May this podcast, through everything we've said, may it all just be beneficial for them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Join us next week on Generation of Faith. I'm your host, Lucinda Smith. And... We do this every week. Huh? Oh, we do this every week? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose to get this thing. And uh once they get known. Hmm? Okay. I said I'm your <laughs> and you would say something else, yeah. Oh my my name's Lee Franklin. We <laughs> yeah. still working on it, y'all. Uh, we we should be better. Give us some money and we should we ought to be better. <laughs> But join us next week. Uh, thank you. God bless you. <laughs> Not the offering. God bless you. May God keep you until the next week. Till we meet again, brother. I love you with the love of the Lord.